Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, okay, there we go. That was weird. It wasn't recording anything. Hmm. I just saw Neta Fernario. We did that one, right? Yeah, we talked about uh, Neta Fernario and... Um, the Bennington Triangle. Ben- uh, we got all of the stuff that we've been going over. Oh, yeah, we've been going over a lot. And then I guess uh, more recent Netflix had that whole Ray Rivera thing. Yes. And that's been picking up been a lot. Up. That's been blowing up. Uh, which that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Got uh, a nice mention or two out there on uh, the um, decider.com website, yeah. Which is again, that's pretty cool. And nyob.news, I don't know, it they both mention it as yeah. a, another resource for the case, yeah. Which is owned by you said it's owned by well, decider.com is owned by uh, the New York Post, which is pretty cool, yes, right? <laughs> uh, which is uh, very exciting. Um, as you know, a lot of things have been occurring around the world. Um, just a few things, uh, you know, n- not really paranormal, but things to, I guess, kind of be aware of. Uh, the bubonic plague looks like it's trying to make a comeback over there in Mongolia. As is dengue fever. And, and dengue like, fever. Not too far from there. Yes. Um, the U.S. We you got another swine flu that wants sw- to Another swine up. flu. Like, seriously? <laughs> uh, there was also the African dust thing, the killer hornets. Murder hornets. Uh, murder the hornets. murder hornets just disappeared, though. I haven't heard That's anything really about them. It's like they came over and they were like, you know what? We'll come back. It looks like you're at busy. a better time. It looks like you guys. You guys look busy. <laughs> you uh, have your hands full. We'll we'll come back in a more convenient time. And so they took off, and <laughs> that was very interesting. That that really didn't last long. I don't know. I don't know if it's just not being reported or yeah. Um, I don't know what's happening, but yeah. So and then. Um, Elephants are dying. Ele- elephants everywhere. are dying. Unfortunately, elephants are dying at a very alarming rate, right? Which is sad to hear that there's this giant majestic creature and they're dying off. I think there was a there was a report of a of a tiger contracting COVID as well it's uh, again it's it yeah, just, i thought new york or one of the zoos in new york had, right, had which is one or more tigers that right. got it at some point this is i mean this is not good this is not good at all it's bad especially some of these endangered species yeah uh there's a lot of things happening with wildlife out there that the, the bunnies, the rabbits, mm-hmm. they're getting, they're contracting. What are they contracting? Some kind of disease? There is a bunny Ebola. Bunny Ebola. And there's the whole entire U.S., the North American continent is having these issues with... It's like wiping out... Wiping whole, out. Both domestic and wild yes, rabbits, which I thought rabbits, was kind of weird. It's yeah. like, how is it spreading Dom- from... Domestic and wildlife rabbits mm-hmm. um and and so that's just one of the things that the, the one in many things that we know of again we're keeping an eye on a lot of these things because it's very you know we're all of course we're all you know in quarantine you know keeping an eye you know on, on things and, and your health and other family members also 
and uh, with the whole COVID-19. And so being aware also that there's other things happening. There's a uh, heat waves are in up and high. There's ice continuously melting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is con- like melting really fast. Yeah, like all um, we're hearing about is, you know, the pandemic. But pandemic, it's like but there's a lot there's of stuff a lot of blowing stuff up that around. He, there's so much we, we, we unfortunately can't get <laughs> to all of it. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. Uh, but uh, one thing that we're going to get to here is one of our two topics for today. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Victor Dwight Shoemaker Jr., also known as Jr., uh, who disappeared on the 1st of May back in 1994 and around Kirby, West Virginia. Uh, he was five years old. He was visiting his grandpa. Um, his mother and father had dropped him off. And uh, one of the things uh, is that uh, they, um, the, 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 you know, as many family, you know, sometimes they're, they struggle to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, and uh, Junior here was... One of those cases where the the mother and father struggled to have him. He was their only child, only right? Child. And it took yeah. them a while to and, yeah. have him. Yeah, and uh, he was visiting his grandpa, and uh, he had cousins there as well. Uh, he had a cousin who was eight years old named Lloyd, and another cousin named Tommy who was nine, mm-hmm. and li- they lived in this ho- uh, mobile home uh, near the uh the mountain here uh, mountain wildlife i believe that's what it's called and short so mountain wildlife. short short yeah. mountain wildlife and this was the morning of around 8 a.m these kids you know you wake up and they're they feel energized they want to go outside <laughs> they want to go play they want to have fun and you know that's if you recall your childhood that's kind of what you did like early in the morning you got up you either watch cartoons or you kind of not me around. i was a night owl you're a night owl yeah that was me but at night but at night yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so i would i actually would wake up early morning trying to get my mom to make me breakfast and she just wanted to rest that sounds so, about right yeah <laughs> 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 and so you know um these kids were up and about already and grandpa was up and these kids went outside to play um, as uh, kids at, at that age group do. And, you know, they were running around outside. And I guess JR got tired and was hungry. Yeah, hungry. Yeah, hungry. <laughs> and wanted to go back and tell his grandpa that he was hungry and he wanted to eat. And so he makes his way back to the mobile home. By himself. By himself. Not with the cousins. Not with the cousins. So. The cousins mm-hmm. stay and continue to play. And the cousins then, you know, a couple, like about almost an hour later, they come back. And they notice that Jr. is not around, and it's not in the trailer. Not in the trailer. It's not around outside or anything. And so they tell the grandpa, "Hey, uh, where's Jr.?" Mm-hmm. And so about an hour or so, it's when the whole search party begins. Start looking for Jr. They square off a four mile square, uh, trying to search for Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, because they think, you know, he's a five-year-old. He can't get very far. Um, shorter legs, right? Yeah, I mean, he's little. I mean, it's a rough terrain. It's very wooded, you know, right. not flat everywhere. Yeah. And they're, dense. yeah, and they're like about in a hill. So they're, mm-hmm. yeah, he can't really go up a hill. It's pretty remote. Like the, the mobile home is, you know, it's not like in a mobile home park. It's like just right. out in 
the woods, right? Yeah, it's From really what out of the woods. It's like off a off a road mm-hmm. and into the woods, kind of a thing. And you know the terrain is rough. Again, he can't get very far. He's not a hiker. He's not an experienced hiker. He's a child. He's a child. So, yeah. He's five years old, so he can't really get. And he's too hungry. Far. And he's starving. So again, um, that's one of the other things. It didn't say if Grandpa made him food or what came about that. Like I'm curious. It sounds like he never made he it. He never made it. To, to yeah, because Grandpa as as didn't know. didn't know that he had come back. Yeah. Right, and so. He went missing somewhere between where the boys were playing and the mobile home. Mm-hmm. So, and what I'm really curious about, like, how far off to the woods were they? Were in the were in the woods, or were they in the kind of the like woods and in between the mobile home area? You know, because on one of the, I mean, obviously, like all the stories kind of vary slightly, but on one of them, it right. sounded like they had kind of gone off, and so when he separated. From the two cousins, mm-hmm. it looked like, you know, they watched him leave, and then he's, like, out of sight. Right. So, far enough to go out of sight, mm-hmm. and then they obviously didn't see him go to the mobile home, I guess. Right. But, uh, also, it's probably easy to lose sight of somebody, because it's so dense. So, right. maybe not so far, but enough to where, like, all the trees block you. hmm You know? Yeah. I, to me, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, just... The whole idea it doesn't add up, right? It like, doesn't add up, and it just doesn't add up. And it, we'll we'll go on, and then you you'll see. Uh, so Jr. was wearing a red Bucks Bunny T-shirt, like you do, um, red shorts, and some white X Men sneakers. Which it's one of the few items that was kind of debated of what he was wearing as far as sneakers. Um, mm-hmm. Because there was X Men sneakers, and then I think there was some other like there's like two other types of shoes. The that two get other types of shoes that get mentioned. Um, so again, like we said, the search party started, and a helicopter with infrared was put out, and then we also had here dogs, team of dogs, mm-hmm. doing the uh, part of the search, and so they went out looking for him. And the weather starts to turn bad. That yes, the out. weather is, starts affecting the search. And it's one of the things that uh, we've always mentioned with uh, any of these uh, missing 401 cases where, you know, somebody goes missing, you know, either it, it's a child or someone elderly or someone with some kind of disability of some sort. And then there's always this weird weather change all of a sudden where, you know, it starts to snow, it starts to rain, you know, this, this and that. Yeah. And so there's a bit of a, a weather uh, issue. That this is was, April in Virginia. So right. I mean, I'm not familiar with the weather at that time, but apparently it got pretty cold, like 30s yes. and then the 30s. not snowing, obviously, but it was like cold, wet, rainy. Right. Which would affect foggy even. Right. The ground and stuff. And yeah. so that's the other issue. To as, track somebody that makes it really hard. Yeah. And then as this is going on, uh, I guess they start to suspect maybe possibility of foul play. Mm-hmm. So they had the assistance of the FBI also was called in. Which is not typical, right? Which so is not unless typical. there's something else right. going on, then yeah. they may get brought and in. And it's rare, it's extremely rare that these uh, the FBI comes into one of these things because it's usually handled by local and state, mm-hmm. if that. Um, so it has to be something really concerning that the FBI would show up uh, to these cases. I mean, it really has to be requested. 
And so that, you know, the FBI show up to kind of assist in, in this manner. And uh, the kids, obviously, everyone gets questioned. But there's something that happens along the way that's very, to me, that, that stuck out. And I think you and I had this conversation of uh, one of the coordinators for mm-hmm. the search uh, for the search and rescue, uh, Lisa K. Hannon, uh, who had assisted and pretty much uh, she took charge she took of charge. one of the, tr- the overnight right. searches. Mm-hmm. And so she coordinated this, and she unfortunately passes away uh, going to her second job. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this happens on May 3rd, uh, 1994. And on her route, uh, I think it was Route 50. And there was something that was very curious to me because, you know, it's something that didn't make sense. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it varies from article to article and for information to information. But it was just weird the way it was put out that. So Lisa here at Hannon, who had helped again coordinate the one of the uh, online searches, uh, was killed on Tuesday, May 3rd, 1994, when she ran off the road and struck a tree. Now, on that day, it's, you know, you Pandora, you mentioned mm-hmm. that it was um, cold in the 30s, right? And the weather had changed, and it was a little bit of rainy. Uh, it had rained throughout a couple of days. Well, pretty much the search for this kid lasted five days. Five and days. they talk about the whole time it being raining, raining. with temperatures in the 30s. Right. So. And which is weird because I found an, another report on the Appalachian website that mm-hmm. she had left and it was bright and sunny. And she was about 20 minutes uh, time frame. Yeah. That she had left the base on her way out. And they think that she fell asleep at the wheel and died. And she hit a tree, uh, unfortunately. And so I thought that was very weird that it was just two reports. Mm-hmm. I mean, the falling asleep reports. part, it's like, okay, maybe, right? right. Like, she's exhausted. This search is not easy. Right. But that is a little odd. Like, it is the- a- it is a little odd, and the only reason I think it's a little odd is because, I don't know, maybe she did. Maybe she had a lapse in judgment and thought maybe she was good, mm-hmm. you know, good to drive. But she was driving far, and she was going to D.C. Mm-hmm. You would think she would have gotten rest, coffee, then taken off. But we, I mean, we don't have that information. But I, I feel like I have a strong feeling that that's not. She, I don't think she fell asleep. She seemed responsible enough to run a search party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like anything is possible, but it does seem like a weird coincidence. Coincidence. I don't want to say coincidence, but this is odd to me. Yeah, you know, it just it just to me it just seems really off um, because uh, I, for example, have had the times where um, my when if we had gone to Mexico when I was younger, mm-hmm. where we had up we were been up for a while and then we take a, a nap or whatever and we're traveling to Mexico and then we 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 would nap for a bit and then get up and, and then drive down in Mexico and you know my dad would have coffee in this he would get his small rest and then take off 
Um, but that was just him doing it for a while. I mean, he had been doing it for been doing it for a while, and so. But from what I understand, Lisa had also been doing that for a while, two jobs, you know, mm-hmm. one in West Virginia and then one in D.C. So I don't know. It just again, it just seems really odd. I mean, the um, only different thing would be that okay, she was doing the search, and that's not. She had exhausted herself. Yeah, that's so not much. typical. But um, but you know, just something to think about while we progress here with this case um there was a thing with the dogs when they picked up the scent of the mm-hmm. boy uh what, what did you find out about that so um obviously they use the dogs like you said to try to pick up his scent and one of the things that was kind of strange is that they you know they did pick up a scent and they start following it but the dog stops picking up the scent at the like when they reach the road so Obviously, people suspected, well, maybe he was taken, right? And then you lose the scent because he went in a vehicle. But on the dog's way to this road, he wasn't sniffing the ground. He was sniffing the air. Mm-hmm. So people were thinking, well, was this boy carried, like picked up and carried over to the road and then taken? Right. So it kind of does support the, the abduction theory. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, people were pointing out that, well, there's like tracking dogs and then there's air sniffing dogs and they right. never really clarified well which one was it yeah so i don't know to me it's like a dog's a dog it's gonna a dog sniff is a dog. He's what gonna it sniff sniffs <laughs> but yeah. i don't know uh yeah because uh i've seen dogs that are supposed to be like trained for that kind of stuff and if there's a cheeseburger around or some kind of food around They'll, I mean, they'll also pick up the scent of that. I mean, they're, again, like the like you said, a dog's a dog. He's going to pick up the scent of any any kind of smell that's out there. Uh, I just, it, it's also something that just sticks out, you mm-hmm. know. And this is one other thing that sticks out uh, that it's a possibility. Uh, one of the other things uh, into this case that the family themselves, uh, the the mother and father, uh, Nellie and Victor, um, they felt that the cousins were acting strange. Mm-hmm. The cousins, the eight and nine-year-old cousins, Lloyd and um, and uh, Tommy, were acting kind of strange. Like if they knew something of what had happened uh, yeah. during uh, during uh, Junior here going missing. Uh, so it was one of those things that was very strange. Uh, I think. And was it in one of the articles? It said that the boys had thought that maybe somebody had snatched him. It was. I think it was one of the videos we watched on it. But it was really weird because the all the people involved took like these polygraph tests, right? right. Not the kids, but they did question, question them the and kind of try to do like a therapeutic questioning of them, right? Um, and one of the kids, I don't remember which little cousin it was, but mm-hmm. they alluded to the fact that like somebody took the kid and or maybe shot him yeah he yes yes that's right and then so people were thinking well maybe it was a hunter who accidentally shoots the kid and then is like you know oh shit and takes the kid and takes the kid right but i think they i mean not to say that this is why you should rule it out but people ruled it out because they never found any blood or trace of this kid at all and the i I guess that was a sunday when this happened mm-hmm. so hunting wasn't allowed on sunday so it was just like really unlikely right unless the hunter was breaking the law and hunting anyway and he's hunting anyway yeah right. that's why i was like well maybe don't rule it out all the, all way. the way because if he hunt- was hunting and accidentally killed the kid 
Well, I mean, it's a double whammy there because you yeah, were hunting you're illegally like not supposed to and be there at all. fucking accidentally killed a kid or yeah. hurt a kid. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, that I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, accidents do happen. Mm-hmm. But if he wasn't supposed to be hunting in that area. But I'm also like, how likely is it? Like, again, how far were these kids from this mobile home that a hunter would just be out there and like shoot Un- them? Unless it was somebody from the mobile home. Mm-hmm that was hunting because if they're in this area and let's say a deer happens to walk by Mm -hmm. and you had a a rifle or a bow and arrow and you're out there in your backyard and i've seen people do something like that something similar and they'll hunt right off their backyard because it's easier to do that than to actually go to a place where you know you have to have your license and stuff like that and hunt um you know, why do that when there's deer passing by through your fucking neighborhood? You know what I mean? And so I think, yeah, it's a possibility. I wouldn't rule it out. Like you said, uh, that's it. Because you're assuming that, oh, well, no one's out there hunting because everybody's following the law. But people break laws. You right. Know? Yeah. People break laws all the time. But I'm like, well, did anybody hear a shot? You know, like. Right. No one's out there with a freaking silencer hunting. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It, this is all very like all the possibilities that I've come across. It's like. I don't know. I feel like it's very low likelihood on right. a lot of them. Yeah, and it's it, yeah. It's, and it's only because of what the kids said, and then it's like, well, why would the kids say that if they, you know, have the story that well, no, he was just hungry and went back to the went, mobile home yeah. to get food. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that was kind of like pointed out that the uh, there was a dark pickup truck, a dark color pickup truck that had been seen around mm-hmm. the area at the same time frame of the disappearance. Now, that could just be coincidence. They didn't release uh, that didn't until re- like three years yeah, later, though. I yeah. thought that was kind of weird. That, that was very weird because, I mean, why wait for so long to release such an information that could be crucial to finding this kid? Uh, I think things like that, it's very... Uh, when you don't release information like that, when at a crucial moment and crucial time frame, I think it's very negligent for that information not to be released. Because what if somebody knows something, mm-hmm. saw something, and maybe there's always this nosy neighbor that maybe wrote down the license plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then or what they if, saw what they were wearing yeah. or whatever, and then like anything. Now you release it three years later, that person is probably not around or doesn't it's have that information. Long gone. <laughs> it's long gone. So I think it's very negligent when um, when authorities don't release that information uh, at a crucial moment, especially when you're when you're looking for somebody, and so that makes things very tough. Uh, there's been also many theories on what happened uh, to uh, Shoemaker here, uh, Little Junior. So what are the other things that you found that people had theories on? Well, I mean, there's the obvious, like so the the one that was kind of like the most obvious would be like, well, he just wandered off, got lost, you know, exposure, mm-hmm. right? Or an animal attacked him. But both of those, it was hard to go with because they never found anything. So you never found a body, you never found traces, no blood, you know, no, nothing. Right. Um, the other one was that, you know, maybe like somebody just abducted him or like a hunter shot him, potentially then freaked out, took him, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then the other one, which is kind of messed up and dark, was that the little cousins did something. did something to him. But again, people were like, okay, no traces. How do these two boys cover up, like, killing a kid or something mm-hmm. with no evidence? Right. 
Like they're not going to be sophisticated and enough to do something like that yeah. or to pull something like that. Yeah. Also, the dogs would have found him. Yeah. You know, it's like he vanished from the area. Yeah. Not like, you know, we're going to find pieces or something. Like, yeah, the kids. Or even fabric or tracks. Right. I don't think they would be. Even if they took, if, even if they took Junior somewhere, and let's say crazy hypothetic, you know, theory here. They took him off to the edge of a cliff and they pushed him or something like that. It's crazy outlandish. They would the dog would have sniffed him all the way to there. You know, anywhere where he would have gone, the dog would have sniffed him. So mm-hmm. these so the dog ended up taking the the smell all the way to almost a roadside, right? Where he would have been picked up and walked yeah. onto a vehicle. That's why that theory kind of like, okay, well, it's plausible. Well, in the family, the parents, Nettie and Victor Shoemaker, they stopped talking to their other relatives. Like, I guess right. the family side where the cousins came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's just like, they mutually were like, you know, I think you did something to our son. And the other family was like, I can't believe you think our kids did something to your son. And right. they just like had that separation there. But... Mm-hmm. It seems like people don't, nobody trusted anybody after that. Yes. Even though they passed the lie detectors, they're not foolproof. And, I mean, it reminds me of that that other case where there was a grandfather watching a kid, too, right? Oh, I can't remember yeah. the kid's name right now. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. They were uh, also just out in the woods, like, camping. The camping, and the parents go to a store to buy supplies or whatever. Yeah. And it's the grandpa, some other, like, a, a friend of the grandpa uh, who's fishing, and the boy and then the boy goes outside and then they see him and then they don't and he just like disappears he was in the the first documentary series of uh, the missing 411 was it dior kunz yes i think so yeah 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 Yeah, it was him that was very strange and it was almost like well the last we know grandpa was watching him he's gonna go with grandpa Mm mm-hmm and then, like, he was never found. Yeah. And then people suspected Grandpa did something. But then it's like, did the, the family rally so that the grandfather doesn't get in trouble? Right. Um, or And then they suspected the friend of Grandpa also. Yeah. Uh, and so very, very strange. To her. So with this case, I'm like, I, to me, it's not clear, like, who was there mm-hmm. besides the grandfather and the, the three little boys? Right. Like, were the parents... There were the parents of the other cousins there. Yeah, were they in the mobile home because you know? they live? The one of the parents of one of the kids lives in the mobile home. Or was it area. like they just took the everybody took their kids there to play at grandpa's and then everybody left? Right. Well, from what I understood, one of the parents lived in Pennsylvania and they had just dropped off the kid to be with grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. And then the family of the other boy lived in the same mobile park. And but it, they, I didn't read anywhere where they said, well, were they at the moment in their home? Right. When this like happened? who was there in that hour? Yeah. It's early, so I mean, I can't imagine everybody had just like left. But. Yeah, I mean, there's a and there's a lot of theories. There's the Bigfoot theory. The you know somebody took him. Uh, I mean, there's more of the really out there theories. Um, you know, something like that, or the kid just wandered off and. You know, maybe uh, somebody picked him up, some kind of stranger of some sort. Uh, you know, somebody living in the woods, mm-hmm. maybe picked him up and took him. You know, camouflage or whatever, because there's people who live out there in the woods. These nomads. Yeah, the parents um, themselves 
don't think he just died. Like no. they think somebody took, took him, him and that he could possibly still be out there that, you know, he may have been brainwashed and, and he's just basically living life as somebody else. As somebody else. He's young enough to where maybe, right? Here's my theory. Hmm. And then I don't know if you have your own theory, but this is my theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I've thought about as I was reading this article, and it kind of it kind of uh, reminded me of a case, uh, and it was a it was like a kidnapping case. But what ends up happening is that so, and I'll just go through it right now it's that okay so victor and eddie struggle to have a kid mm-hmm. and this is again this is like pure what do you call it speculation speculation of course based on something another case so completely non-related so nettie, nettie and victor struggle to have a kid what if nettie had an affair to have a kid and then this person that she had an affair with right this guy mm-hmm. was the father of Victor found out that he had a kid comes and takes the kid hmm. I mean, I because that's that. kind of what happens in divorces yeah you know the father doesn't want the mother to have full custody and not be able to, there's always that fear that fathers have that they won't be able to see their kids again uh, and then they're going to see another man and they're going to see them as the father. So they have that fear. And so what ends up happening is the father kidnaps the, 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 the kids. Uh, so they don't have they don't lose that um, connection with their own children. And so that's always a possibility. Um, but, you know, I've you know, I, I, I've read you know, there's lots of cases out there where that kind of happens. Uh, so it's just one of those things like what if what if. Mm-hmm. You know, Junior had a, a different biological father. father that right, was different. That was different. Um, not the father that he knew. You know, gets picked picked up and taken, and by the real father. That's my theory. I mean, it's really out there, but not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I mean, you it's know? possible. The kid was never theirs to begin with, even, mm-hmm. and somebody got him back i mean it's it's pretty like wild but i mean you never really know right and i mean it does suck that like it's you know if it's truly their kid and that they never were able to have another kid it's like or somebody else who are not able to have kids decide to take a kid also a possibility yeah you know but i mean he's five you know like i know people steal babies sometimes and then it's a little easier to pass off like this is my kid right but a five-year-old like you don't just pop up with a five-year-old right (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah it's very strange uh but i mean that's that's my theory on that did you have i don't know i mean i lean towards it's like it's somebody in the family and it was covered up somebody did something an accident of some sort an accident it doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, this kid was straight up murdered, but mm-hmm. one of those things where, you know, something happened. Maybe even the little kids did something and he just, you know, fell, hit his head, and then it was like, okay, we got to cover, we got to do something about this. They went and told grandpa, grandpa then called the other family, yeah. and, and then they covered it up. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Because, you know, I mean, 
we don't know anything about these other cousins. I was trying to see, but it sounds like they never spoke to the media, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, ever again. It was ever. just like, no. Yeah. And, I mean, these kids are young. I'm not saying that they couldn't do something like this. Um, obviously, we know there's cases where kids kill other kids. It's mm-hmm. not unheard of. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what happened intentionally, but right. something could have happened. And then it was like, well, we can't have all these, like, you know, kids and a grandpa take the fall for an accident. And right. And it got swept under somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this kids, these kids now would be 34 around there. 34. Well, they were 8 and 9 33, in 1994. So a little older, maybe. Yeah, 34, 35, maybe. Around there, around that area, their mid thirties. Um, yeah. So they would be, I mean, shit. If they know something, I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, no one's gone back to be like, hey. Well, they also said, oh, you know, post traumatic stress disorder from something like this. Like, if they did see something that was not right, they would have blocked it. By now, they may have a hazy memory of like, was it real? Was it a dream? What What's real anymore? Right. But. I mean, I don't know how that works because, like, to me, it's like I have a pretty good memory of stuff at age eight and nine. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like hazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like something major, like I would remember. Yeah, unless it was so crazy, so bad that you just that completely fucking blocked it. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely one of the uh, stranger cases. Because um, people said, "Well, the, the kids were acting funny," but then it's like, "Well, I mean, obviously, like your little cousin." is missing you were the older ones that were supposed to be watching so maybe they just were like you were around feeling guilty feeling like oh man like we dropped the ball or something you know what i mean shit you know we're in trouble we're in real trouble. yeah like just kids reacting to being in like shit basically Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's a very unfortunate uh case and I'm less likely to believe that like he got shot or taken yeah because it's like what are the odds Somebody was just out there at the right time, and like mm. one kid walks away, and they, he got nabbed. Like, right? They said there's only one road there. Yes. So it's kind of like not used very often, and you would see who's coming you and going. Right. Like, it's not like high traffic. Yeah. So I don't know. Our next case is uh, that of Maurice Gordon Doc Demetis. Demetis. Does I pronounce it? Demetis? Um, Demetis? Demetis? Maybe Demetis. Butchering that. We'll call him Doc. Uh, yeah. that they, pe- <laughs> uh, people, Doc. People call him Doc. And he uh, you know, disappeared in April of 29, 1981, uh, near Rampart Range Road near Devil's Head Lookout at the Pike National Forest in Colorado. Um, and just like many of the missing 401 cases, again, this is an older gentleman who was uh, 84 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, Doc was was an accomplished person. You know, he was yeah, a, a very reverend, educated. very educated, very smart and, uh, you know, very unique individual. Uh, he had one daughter named Martha Ann and uh, he had a he had a, a, a hobby. Mm-hmm. And he liked to collect gems. 
gems or stones gems minerals minerals and stuff like that which is you know one of the one of the reasons why many people go to national parks uh, there's a lot of national parks that you can go and you can dig up all these, all these kinds of you know stones and, and gems and rocks and stuff go like that hunting. go rock hunting that's like that i mean that's a thing it really is it really is um <laughs> You know, people find diamonds sometimes when they're out there. You know, there's been a few cases where people have found really cool stuff out there. Um, but, you know, he was 84 years old and he could barely, you know, walk or... He had arthritis, had arthritis at this point. He had a blood disorder, a blood disorder as, well. as well. You know, as many of the few uh, people who go missing and these missing 401 cases. And uh, he would need assistance of one of his friends. Uh, I believe his name was David. That would take him uh, to this park and he would uh, help him out. And uh, David here would help him carry out his tools Mm -hmm. to the location uh, where he would go and dig up, um, you know, these gems. And so this road is about 38.4 miles long. And so it goes through this this park and it's a very, you know, very long road. It's a dirt road. and so, you know, he would go out there and look for rocks. And, of course, again, like I said, um, his friend would help him go to their spot and, and dig. And so they would go about roughly about 50 yards from the road and they would dig. You know, he would leave uh, Doc to dig his own little area. And David would go off and dig in another spot. You know, and they were out there, you know, for a couple of hours. I think it was like two hours of digging. And around 3 p.m., you know, he goes back to check on Doc and he tells him, hey, look, um, it's time for us to go. You know, I'm going to clean up. I'm going to pick up the tools and stuff, get Mm -hmm. my stuff together, and then we'll take off. So 15 minutes pass. Right. And David comes back to check on Doc and Doc's missing. And his tools are missing. And his tools. Right. And so, again, like I said... Doc needed help carrying, carrying the tools, the tools. Mm-hmm. and so and he's not probably the fastest moving individual being no. 84 with arthritis right and then trying to carry a heavy a heavy bag, bag of, tools. of tools yeah and not to mention whatever he found rocks rocks yeah Just and these like are added rocks. weight <laughs> Just added weight yeah I mean you carry like three good sizable rocks and it's like a good couple of pounds mm-hmm. and so I mean Again, these are rocks. Like you said, it's a bag yeah. of rocks. It's pretty fucking. Like heavy. you might as well be carrying two bags of tools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he's not going to go very far. And so David panics and he starts looking around. He goes back to the truck. He's not around the truck and he starts honking his horn for a couple of minutes, hoping that Doc would hear the horn and he would walk towards the truck. Maybe yeah, because initially he thought maybe he went back to the truck on his own and he was like, "Wow, I can't and, believe he did that." And then get lost because he wouldn't. You know, he couldn't. Yeah, basically, he just like couldn't. he would need help to do all that. Right. So he was kind of like, "Wow, I can't believe he went to the truck." And then he's not at the truck. Mm-hmm. So and so there was another um, uh, a motorist passing by, and he, he flags, flags him down. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need help, you know. And they call for a search and rescue, and the search begins. And they look for him. They expand miles to look for him. And I think this, uh, again, they had, uh, you know, people searching on the ground, helicopters, you name it, dogs, everything, the works. And there was been a couple of theories on that. I mean, because they searched for him for a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. And they turned out with nothing. Yeah. 
And no, so no signs of no him signs, none. There was no blood, no no signs of a animal taking him. There was no signs of a struggle on site. There was nothing to point out that something happened to him in the area. So where did he go? Where did he wander off? If dogs didn't pick up his scent, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. And so again, one of those strange things is like, oh, where the fuck did he go? Now his wife believes that he was carried off. You know, he somebody somebody took him. Somebody picked him up and took him because he couldn't walk. Right? Yeah. But at what purpose? You know, he didn't have even ten dollars in his wallet. He didn't have money. He didn't have anything that you could take from him of value you know um, they question again David well, what was his motive would be and she thought it was foul play basically he, yeah she thought it was foul play something happened yeah and so I mean he, there's not a whole lot on him on uh, what on, on the friend if he was questioned what was he asked you know was there anything of you know a grudge of some sort nothing Did they just get into a fight like yeah. all of a sudden I feel like it, his actions don't indicate that. Right. Well, at least this, the way he tells the story. Because I feel like he could have just said, you know, he wandered off or something. Mm-hmm. But where did the guy's tools go? Like, he himself Where's is saying, stuff? like, I'm here because the guy needs help and he right. can't get around. Yeah. So why suddenly just be like, well, it looks like he left. Right. You know, it doesn't yeah, add up. It, 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 I mean, there would be a tons of questions. And why flag down a motorist? Or why right, not just leave? Right, and just say, "Oh, I don't know. He just wandered off," or yeah, or or even go, "I didn't pay. I never picked him up." You know, I mean, there's just a lot of things that he could have said if if he wanted him gone, or he just didn't want to be the person to be indicated into that. Well, and the guy is like, so I know we said he was like educated, but mm-hmm. I mean, he was really uh, he's a reverend, right? So he went to like Denver Bible College and then like a theological school. Mm-hmm. He had uh, a master's degree. He was very educated, right? And then right. he was like an editor of like a, a magazine for some time. And these are like Christian publications, right? right? So he's like, I don't feel like this kind of person has like a crazy temper or like enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this would probably be kind of a mellow person. He sounds very laid back. Yeah, and then, I mean, he was very involved in, like, the community, so, like, Chamber of Commerce, and then right. he's, like, on board of trustees, mm. and, you know, he also was part of, like, a Gem and Mineral Society, like, he's... Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he sounds like, that, yeah. you know, like, a pretty harmless, this nice guy, guy, like, yeah. religious, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like he would be, like, out there making enemies, but... Yeah. I don't know. And there's a lot of theories, and there's people who say, well, maybe he committed suicide somehow, but then he's like, well, he's religious, he wouldn't yeah, have done so that. Yeah, so I read that, and I was like, because some people thought, well, maybe he was never at the site to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And they just said that so that he could, like, go away, right? Like, maybe he was sick, and he just wanted to wander off into the woods and die, or right. it was an assisted suicide, but again, like you said, anybody who's Christian, they don't favor suicide right especially at that age and like you've been a reverend and all that for years like i feel like it'd be really weird for him to just decide to go out by suicide mm-hmm. 
and, and the other like thing goes against everything. Even even if he wanted to run away, let's just say he wanted to run away, he he has issues. He's eighty four. He's he eighty four. Where's like, he gonna go? Yeah. Where's he gonna do? Start a new life? Like, yeah. <laughs> this, this is not even it's possible. It's very unlikely. Very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. I don't think it's plausible. Um, one theory I had, but then it doesn't make any sense because they had no, <laughs> they found no tracks, um, or and the dogs didn't pick up his scent or anything. I thought uh, only because I know some people who have had this or know some relatives who have had this. What if like Alzheimer's had hit while he was on site? And then wandered off, forgot where he was. That's what I was kind of looking for because I was like, okay, dementia or Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. because that can even make people violent. Right. Because all of a sudden you're like, who the fuck are you and why am I here? Who, who am I? Yeah. And then you, you, could you, look, you could look at his friend and be like, you're, you're not stranger. taking I don't, me. I don't know you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but who then again, knows? then again, I feel like the friend would have said that. Like, he forgot who he was, and he fought me. He thought I was a stranger, and then he took off. Or, I mean, assuming that, or, or it hits him in the 15 minutes that he and, walks away, and he comes back, and he really is gone. He really is gone. He just took off somewhere. And he doesn't remember he has arthritis, so he takes his bag of tools. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know so, what I mean? No, because that could happen. Yeah. They could forget that they have issues and stuff like that, that they feel like they're young. Yeah, and you're have in another this, time and place. They have this strength that they didn't have before, and they take off like, you know, they're in perfect health. I mean, and then him having taken off with a bag of tools, it's just hindering him even more, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe he ends up falling somewhere. And yeah. But it again, just adds to the it, trouble. Right. But it doesn't make any sense, because then the dogs didn't pick up his scent, and his yeah. tools were never found, or him, himself. I mean, he eventually wouldn't have been, been able to get far. Even with even if his even if in his mind he felt like he was young, because he didn't know how old he was, mm-hmm. the body would eventually. And there's no mention of like he had a history of this either. Right. So, I feel like somebody who is wanting to go out uh, rock hunting and looking for gems and minerals out there, like, is still of a certain mind. Right. You know. So I don't know, but and his wife doesn't seem to mention anything about like, oh well, he wasn't he was starting to have himself this these days ride. or anything like that. Yeah, anything like that. So, Very strange. Know. What do you th- What do you think? Initially, I was like, I want to know more about the friend because obviously, last person there, last person mm-hmm. saw him. I thought, well, maybe, maybe he was just like they had an altercation. It was not a motive or a premeditated thing. It was just like. You know, people get pissed off sometimes. Like, right. something, a fight ensued. Whatever and reason. Things got out of hand. You know, maybe he didn't even kill. Maybe the guy had a heart attack because they argued and right. he panicked. And panicked and. Something like that. Right. I don't know. I'm not, not feeling fought. the suicide theory because, yeah. again, religious guy. Like, right. that goes against. He could have. He, they could have fought over a stone or. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he found a really good gem or something yeah. like that. And. Um, I mean, I know people say, well, the, no, no traces found, like, but there's that show that you had been watching, right, Alone? Right. I don't know where it's filmed. Is it Alaska? There, different places. Oh, different uh, one, places. Of the, one of them was filmed in uh, uh, Canada. Oh, okay. In that uh, weird area of Canada. So, like, in this show, it's people being... So, in this show alone, it's kind of like eye-opening because you see people that are really really good at being outdoors mm-hmm. survivors right, right oh yeah, yeah, yeah and like the smallest thing can take somebody out yes and it, it goes like 
it goes downhill quick real quick and so you think like well somebody who's just like an average person or somebody with issues already like it makes you really think like how you wouldn't survive it doesn't take much to take you out like you're just a person in these woods like you know you wouldn't survive two three days no like in some of the the episodes of that show alone it's like so one person, you know, cuts their hand and it's like, well, if you're trying to like build a fire or hunt or climb or do anything like you got a fucked up hand. And it slows you down. It slows you down. You it get gets infected. infected. Like, you're you, fucked. Fever. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one guy slips on a small rock. Yeah. <laughs> he was just walking. He just slips. Just step and then you, you fucked up and your he leg. Fucked. You break he was something. In, he was in severe pain and yeah. he couldn't move. He tapped out. And, and another one, uh, the, he eats a bad fish. Mm-hmm. Starts having severe uh, stomach pains and couldn't. He was starting to have problems. Like the next day, he just couldn't uh, walk very well. He just started having pains, couldn't move, and it just like hindered him from doing anything. And then you're stuck, and then the cold temperature drops, and then you're fucked if it starts to snow. Yeah. And the elements, you're just so, there's so much that suddenly just starts to stack up so quickly and so dramatically. That there's no way for you to survive. Yeah, I guess, like, my point with that is, like, it, we always want to look for foul play or, like, a bear attack or, right. you know, a Bigfoot or whatever. But yeah. sometimes it's like, what if somebody just, like, slipped on a rock, snapped their angle, and then, like, rolled down something? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it was just, like, that's a it. freak accident. And, like, but that's it. Yeah, you're Like, done. how are you going to get out of a ravine and get help or defend yourself from something else? That now wants to attack you because yes. you're down, you know? Right. So, I don't know. It's it's It could be anything. Yeah. It could, it could be a lot of things, unfortunately. But, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it, it's terrible. you got to be careful. I mean, we put out some tips uh, before in some of our other episodes on what you should probably do when you go out there into the woods. GPS tell, yourself. GPS. Tell people where you're going to go. Um, have like um, you know some kind of like a starter kit for like starting a fire if you get cold you know like uh, some kind of like one of those blanket things that keeps mm-hmm. you warm at night especially temperatures fucking drop real quick even in the desert um, you know you gotta have things like that uh, I guess what makes water. this weird though is like he wasn't trying to go out there and do any yes, of this he was just looking his, for rocks yeah he was just looking for rocks man like rocks, rocks? That's uh, it. He's just like in a little pit. Yeah. So you don't, you don't think like that. Like, yeah. let me take my it's like, not, you know, survival kit. Exactly. Because you're not out there trying to survive. You're just, just taking to, some rocks. Yeah, man. Ugh. It's, it's just terrible. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, things could change so fast, so quick. Uh, but hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this episode. You know, um, again, tell your friends, share, like, hit us up on our Facebook and our Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. That's how other people are able to find us. And again, we'll catch you on the next episode. Later.